Yeah, it's just me on this one. The co-host has his hands tied. So, uh... All right, so uh, welcome to the episode. Um, all right, I got a lot of stuff I kind of wanted to talk about. The past week, I have been kind of um, going through the motions and just like checking out certain stories and articles and things like that I want to check out. Also, though, I have been watching uh, Doom Patrol. Actually, no, I, I, I watched In Order, Into the Badlands, Tuca and Birdie, and Doom Patrol. I don't know how or why, but... I've somehow managed to like try to find myself enthralled in certain TV shows now. And uh, one show in particular is uh, Into the Badlands. Yo. And this show is awesome. I cannot believe I fell off the boat with this show. Because like, when this show was like a big deal, or I want to say, like what, 2015 or something? 2017? Because like, I was nowhere near a Netflix or NFC anything. So I was lucky to be able to even like watch shows back then. I was like mostly on YouTube and on only on YouTube I normally either A um like watch, you know, indie wrestlers that I know personally or B try to make my own content. I really just was not looking for individual shows to watch. But man, like this Enter the Badlands opened my eyes. First off, it has a lot of things that I will always find awesome first off martial arts it's so cool man martial arts is super cool uh you know but like you know you kind of had like this crazy post-apocalyptic story where guns weren't really like a thing so a lot of the fight scenes was really personal it was really like kind of in your face you know you had to actually hit the guy and cut the guy and stab the guy and you know there was um you know it, it was it was less distance because Guns for me kind of ruin fight scenes a little bit, um, because uh, like guns, you know, it has it has too much distance. I mean, it it gives noise, you know, noise is cool in in fight scenes. Although it would be kind of cooler to see noise, like you know, like a kind of see a noiseless fight scene, you know, not completely quiet, but like you know, maybe um, you know, contact noises and things like that. So like noise is a big part of fight scenes. But, like, there's that, you know, for me, I just need to see, you know, a personal kind of thing. Because the, the, the further the distance, the more boring it seems, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, oh, somebody, uh, you know, you can get shot from, like, a mile away and you die. That's the end of the fight right there. It's like, ugh. And another thing I kind of hate about, like, guns and uh, fight scenes is uh, the idea of cover, you know. Somebody's always like sort of running for cover, hiding behind something. It, it's like, you know, it, it always seems like it takes a whole minute. Cover. Get out of cover. Shoot, shoot. Go back into cover. Cover again. Get out of cover. Shoot, shoot. Get back into cover. Cover. Shoot, shoot. Run to another cover. You know, it's like, uh, no, I don't want to see that. Come on, man. Give me give me a cool flip kick to somebody's jaw or something. Which into the Badlands provides. I even love the I love wires too. I love uh wires um in martial arts because I like the I like the whole impossible floating, flying, flipping stuff. It's like it's so unrealistic that it's cool. Realistic fights, I mean realistic fights are cool to me too, but it's like you know, I'm black. I grew up in a hood, so it's like I you know, I used to see fights all the time. And after after fight number five, they all look exactly the same. And it's like, this is boring. 
I can't watch MMA without like you know getting a little bored because like I can't watch like MMA and boxing because at no point does anybody like do a flip or anything. It's just you know punch 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 kick punch 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 kick punch. Now I need to see cool flips. I need to see. I need to see, you know, somebody getting lifted off the ground with one hand. I need to see, you know, if you're going to punch somebody, like, you know, at least in martial arts movies and anime, when somebody gets punched, they get punched directly through their stomach. Like, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm not looking for gore in real life, but what I am saying is, is that, you know, after years of watching, like, martial arts movies and stuff like that, you know, real fights is, ah, like, where's the flip? So there's that. So, yeah, but, like, besides the fighting... I actually ignored some of the fighting scenes in Into the Badlands because while they were cool, I was very much enthralled in the actual story. You know, like, the story follows, you know, like, they kind of have this this uh, feudal lord kind of thing going on where you have the, basically, the, the kings of their tribe, so to speak, but they're called barons. You know, their, their subordinates are called cogs. And, um, you know, you have this group called the Clippers, and the Clippers are the barons basically personal army who have like a really high death count you know it's like you know they're like the the clippers are the baron's best killers and you know you can sort of determine who is the best clipper by how many tattoos they have on their back because the tattoos represent how many people they've killed and you know but it, it's it kind of goes into a really weird concept with the with the uh, kill count because you know, throughout this show, there's a lot of mooks that get killed by clippers and stuff like that. And they don't really tattoo themselves after the mooks. You know, I think it's just more along the lines of how many kills they can do of people of certain importance. I don't know. You know, there's one character up in there. His name is, uh, like, Moon or something. And Moon, he ain't got, like, that many. Ta- like, you know, like, he got a lot of tattoos, but he doesn't have that many tattoos. Plus, the tattoos look, like, really thick. Like, think really thick tally marks that are that go by eight instead of five you know so it's like seven then a line through it's like ugh, i don't know how you do that that gets aggravated i'm pretty sure that gets aggravating after a while in any case yeah that show is so good man and like not only is the plot good you know because you got like you know the story follows this one clipper who you know basically is just sort of kind of going through the motions and you find out that there's this legendary city that he's like trying to get back to and stuff like that, and it's like, you know, does he go to the city, or doesn't he, you know, and he meets somebody who apparently says, tells him that, you know, he can help him get to the city, and it's like, does this person, is this person trustworthy, are they not trustworthy, uh, you know, what is going on here, why is this guy's ass under black, why is he killing everybody, what the heck is going on, <laughs> you know, you, you find yourself asking these questions, and it's super dope, man, um, let's see, what else is there, uh, but yeah, like without trying to spoil everything because I really don't want to, I totally recommend to watch Into the Badlands. There's another show on Netflix I was watching. It's called Tuca and Birdie. Now I don't I don't get why I don't get all the the hate that she gets. Like you know if you if you you know if you don't know if if you don't know about Tiffany Haddish and kind of the negative reception she gets, then consider yourself lucky because I love Tiffany Haddish. I think that she is a very talented performer i think she's a funny lady i love her voice everything about her to me is simply irresistible like i actually like some years ago i actually read her book and her book was basically you know kind of a look back into her life and you know she went through it man like you know and I, part of me sort of um part of me kind of you know resonated with her a little bit because i too have issues with my mom i too have been homeless before you know 
Only difference is I didn't get discovered by Dave Chappelle. But, um, you know, I think she's a really talented woman. I think she's, like, got a lot of, you know, a lot of untapped potential. And she also does a lot of cool stuff for people. So it's, like, she's more than just this funny, famous lady. With that being said, Tuka and Birdie, um, you know, there's Ali Wong. She voices uh, one of the two main characters to, who voices Birdie. And um, Tiffany Haddish, she voices Tuka. So Birdie is a bird, and Tuka is a toucan, who's also a bird. So, uh, and you got like this kind of, you know, you basically have this buddy-buddy this show of like, there's just two friends just trying to make it in this really bizarre animal world that they're in. And it, it goes from being silly to ridiculously serious. Like, it, it, it really touches the idea of having friends and being friends with people and things like that. You know, it goes, you know, you, you sort of have these two polar opposites. Birdie is this, you know, she's sort of like shy. She's kind of by herself. She's painfully introverted. There's a whole episode dedicated to her having a panic attack when she goes outside. Meanwhile, Tuka is uh, sexually free and vibrant and really, really, really happy to do things. And like, because she's a toucan, her beak is like really big. And there's like really, that's crazy moments when her beak, where she like rotates her head and her beak is like facing directly upwards when she talks. It's this, I don't know, part of that part for me is kind of adorable and funny. So yeah, I, I dig that a little bit. Whew, what else is there? What else is there? Um, yeah, that's a, that's one of my favorite. I mean, it's a good show because like one thing is, is that like, I'm trying to like broaden my horizons when I watch shows now, you know, back when I was growing up, I used to watch a lot of like, you know, male dominated shows. And then it was like, it was white male dominated shows. Cause that was the only stuff that was on TV at the time. And then as time went by, I started watching, you know, shows, you know, uh, with women as protagonists, um, with, uh, black people you know, being the plot and things like that. And it's not, it's really kind of, you know, sort of introduce myself to this idea of, you know, not necessarily representation, but just sort of see like, you know, what do they have that I would like to see? And there's a lot of it. This experiment that I went through ultimately kind of culminated. It started from like years ago when I was watching Orange is the New Black and Wentworth. And I'm just like, I cannot believe I missed out on these shows, man. You know, um, Orange is New Black, that was like one of the few shows where I found myself like, you know, having a bit of a little crush on Selena's Leva. Um, she played, uh, she I forgot how she played, but she played like the uh, Latinas leader in uh, Orange is New Black. And, you know, obviously everybody, you know, you know, uh, man, I forgot their names. I used to know their names. But I remember Selena's Leva, you know, she had this uh, one moment where she was getting her hair done. And, um, you know, it was like, you know, you want to get like a hairstyle that, you know, kind of makes you look fierce. And she's like, I got my face for that. And I'm like, you do, you do, you do. Um, so that was her. But like, I also was uh, watching, um, I was also like uh, watching or like uh, Wentworth because, you know, it was another show dedicated to women in prison. And, like, the culture shock really kind of got to me because, number one, is in Australia, which is weird because, like, they had a black girl there, but they didn't call her black. They call her Corey. And it's like, what does that mean? To this day, I still don't know. But I probably might look into it. 
Um, another another reason why the outside of the um the outside of the curiosity was um, you know, one was was kind of one was kind of small like compared to the other one. Like it went worth. I don't think I've ever seen anybody actively get um like assaulted or killed, whereas that was happening a handful of times in uh Wentworth and I'm like, wow, this is gritty and dark and I wonder what happens next. So there's that. Another show I have been watching uh this past week or so has been a show called Doom Patrol. Look, I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you guys. I don't like the DC versus Marvel fandom wars, but if I have to be a part of it, which I don't, I am a DC fan. I've always have been a DC fan. Like I grew up on, you know, Batman the animated series, but I also grew up on those like there was this variation of Fantastic Four that used to come on and it actually had like a really kind of kind of a nineties theme song. Fantastic Four Fantastic Four. I, I don't know how it goes, but it was like they used to like say it and I, I knew who like so it was like, you know, I grew up off of like, you know, they also had the Hulk. But they also had Wildcats. These were like 90s shows. Like these were shows that showed up in like the 90s. We didn't, you know, uh, nobody said anything about them. It wasn't no, I actually initially thought Wildcats were Marvel. Because Grifter just looked like something that I would expect a Marvel character to look like. So there was that. It was a good show though. Like these were good shows. But like I, I grew up off of like, you know, Batman the Animated Series. And, you know, um. Uh, Wildcats and uh, I forget the rest, but the fact of the matter is, is that like, you know, um, so yeah, but I, I do like DC. So, and part of me always wants to kind of give DC a chance because a lot of people love making it very clear that DC ruins it. Like it's so, the movies are so bad. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, forget that. I'm going to, I'm going to watch the movies. I'm going to not watch the movies, but I'm going to watch the TV series. So Doom Patrol, man, Doom Patrol is so good. It goes into this amazing little trippy kind of weird take on what a superhero is and what superheroes do. And they're not even, you know, they're not superheroes. They're just, they're, they're just like, they're, they're royally messed up characters who have to sort of deal with messed up things, man. And this is like, you know, first off, if you haven't read the comic yet, I'm just going to give you the skinny uh, basically, you know, at some point, the four main characters, there's a negative man who is a person who's wrapped in bandages. Think, um, Hollow Man. Um, probably not Hollow Man. Uh, the, the invisible guy who is wrapped in bandages. I think that was Hollow Man. I'm not sure. But, like, you know, think of that. But instead of him just being invisible, instead of him being invisible, he's just morbidly deformed. And uh, he has a spirit inside of him, the negative spirit that is basically just a random force of energy that can phase through things and destroy it. Okay, so there's negative man, and uh, you know you have robot man who is a robot brain who is a brain inside of a robot body. You have uh, you know um, I don't want to call her Elasta woman, but I will call her the Morpher, the Morphette. Because she's a woman and she can sort of morph her body at will, uh, depending on like her mood and her level of stress. 
Uh, and then finally, you have uh, a character by the name of Crazy Jane. 64 personalities with each variant with varying powers. So personality number one has this power. Personality number two has this power. Personality number three has this power. She's not really crazy. She's just really, really, really screwed up. Uh, Lest up, must um, and uh, you know, then you have the bad guy who is narrating the whole thing. Alan Tudyk, by the way, has an amazing narrating voice, and I just like you know, I didn't think I was gonna enjoy listening to him, but I did. It's not terrible. But yeah, that's Doom Patrol, and the the goings on in that story goes into the bizarre without going too much into detail. At some point, you have an evangelical cockroach who basically believes that the apocalypse is going to benefit him in some way. I don't know. You know, I don't even know where I'm going with this. The show is weird. The show is beyond explanation. All I can tell you is these four characters go through things. Also, Cyborg. Podcast. Go. Oh. So, uh... Yeah, there's something... Yeah, also Cyborg, he's there too. And he's cool. Like, I didn't realize that... Uh, I didn't realize that I was going to appreciate Joyvin Wade's, um, you know, acting. But Joyvin Wade's acting really made me appreciate Cyborg. And part of me really, really, really is more interested in, like, Cyborg's, uh, like, like, who he is as a comic. Like, who he is in a comic now. So... I'm really interested in like kind of seeing, you know, um, what, you know, what he is in the comics. This is a really weird way. I'm I'm saying it weird because my brain is scattered. My brain, my mouth is moving faster than my brain is. Let me let me restate this. Joyvin Wade's presentation of Cyborg has made me interested in Cyborg in the comics universe. So I'm going to try to like start reading like comics with or featuring Cyborg in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Because, you know, like, he really, really, really is ridiculously powerful, useful, but it's like, he really kind of gets pushed to the back burner, and I don't understand why. Like, the dude is basically, like, Swamp Thing, like, in a DC universe, Swamp Thing is an avatar of nature, you know? Um, I think Necron is an avatar of death, but, like, Cyborg is an, is an avatar of technology, and it makes a lot of sense that he would be, um, it would make a lot of sense for him to kind of get pushed to the forefront, you know, or at least be ridiculously useful. There's a, some called the mother box. This is another thing DC does. Uh, this is another thing DC related. And by the way, if you hear noise in the background, I have roommates <laughs> and, uh, I am in the living room, the first room in the household. So. You know, roommate A loves to kind of go through here to go outside, go back inside. He pings pump. You know, cabin fever is like on him, kind of crazy. But um, but yeah. So if you hear like you know noise and stuff, it's just that's just cabin fever. That's just uh, roommate A having cabin fever. Man, I can't talk today. Moving along. So in the original, there's an original comic book called, uh, I think it's called uh, The Forever People or The New God. No, I want to say it's Forever People. It was uh, Mark Moonrider, uh, Big Bear, Beautiful Dreamer, Seraphan, and uh, Viking of Black. And, oh crap, hold on, hold on.
<clears throat> All right, so yeah. But yeah, so uh, you know, the forever people, Viking of Black had this um this um this box and it was called the Mother Box. And the Mother Box was apparently this peak level technological device. So think your your uh think your cell phone except with supernatural capabilities of being able to I don't know construct super beings from interstellar universes or whatever as well as you know 3d print cool things I don't know so you know you kind of have that going on and uh you know the mother box from that was from like a series that was written like in the 70s if not I think 70s or 80s or something like that but um you know cyborg is now fused with that thing so like cyborg is peak technology and it's just i don't know i just really 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 want to like be able to know specifically that the dude is um capable of doing more than what he is doing all right moving along let's i don't know like i said i'm, I'm steering off with cyborg but that's only because the you know like doom patrol really made me appreciate cyborg a little bit you know he it, it takes a lot to be able to ignore that guy you know here's a guy who went from being an athlete to becoming half man half machine and you know he kind of has to sort of like by his own father no less you know so it's just like it's so much you there's so much you got to do with that Brief intermission. And I'm blocked in. Uh, all right. So, moving forward. Like I said, brief uh, brief intermission. I kind of, like I said, I literally... There's no other room in the household for me to go to. Because, uh, you know, so I'm in a living room. I kind of have to do that. But yeah, like, like I said, you know, it's just... Uh, so much going into this. Moving along, moving forward. Let's see. There is. So, yeah, you know. Uh, Doom Patrol. I don't know. This show is amazing. I definitely recommend that. So, right now, in this past less than a half hour, I have talked about Doom Patrol, Into the Badlands, Tuca and Birdie, Wentworth, and Orange is the New Black. Yes, I am. Really, really big fan of television and, like, just watching stories and things like that. But I've also been, like, watching the news lately. And the news has been, like, ridiculous. News has been screwed up. Like, in the past week or so, I have been following the January 6th thing. I have been following the the uh, the story about the, the tower that fell down in uh, Florida. And, uh, like... I remember being a kid and just thinking to myself, man, it would probably be cool to go to Florida, you know, like, you know, beaches, Miami. Now I'm just like, I don't want to get COVID or get kidnapped or killed. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, would I, would I visit Florida? Probably not. I don't know. But, you know, it's a big maybe, whatever. But, you know, it's um definitely something to um kind of, yeah, I'm scared of that. I'm I'm scared of Florida. I, I, I can easily say I'm scared. Like, I would probably go there because of the whole, you know, wrestling and, uh, you know, full cell thing. 
But like if there was like if Full Sail University was in Colorado, I'd go to Colorado because part of me wants to be an actor and part of me wants to do the film thing and part of me wants to do better with my editing and I can't do any of that stuff, you know. Without I feel like I can't do it without Full Sail, but there's probably ways around it. I'm just too uh poor to know for sure. Moving along though. Man, Florida scares me. But not nearly as much as the uh not nearly as much as the January sixteenth. Because the January sixteenth is um the January sixteenth is it kinda got me a little annoyed because I just recently like saw an like saw a part of it where one dude ultimately got away with it by um he got away with being a part of it because he recorded himself in the Capitol going, we're taking the White House. We're taking the White House. And I'm just like this. You're stupid. You are stupid. And that level of stupidity got this dude spared. Like he was safe because of this. Like he didn't go to jail for this. You see what I'm saying? Like what the absolute hell? Like, like. Normally, when you do stupid stuff, you get in trouble for it. This dude somehow managed to out-stupefy himself. It's basically the equivalent of getting a pat on the head for doing something ridiculously dumb. But, and it's like, it's like, so you mean to tell me that if I do anything that stupid, I cannot go to prison also? Is that, is that, is this a lesson? Well, the lesson is simple, though. You know, the, le- the lesson is simple, though. America is racist as shit, so they're going to basically, um, you know, like, make sure that you don't get the same kind of whatever. And, oh, my God, I was trying so hard not to curse. I just realized what I just did. Uh, but, yeah, I've been following January 16th because it's one of the few times where white supremacy has basically showed out in complete, in, in like, completely full force against America. So it's like... All the races now can't say anything about white supremacy being, you know, the real American way or anything like that or whatever kind of crap that they can say. Because it's like, yeah, now it's like, hey, this is you guys. (sighs) Like literally, like January 6th is going to like literally be one of my freaking like um, holidays now. Because I'm going to be like, this is going to be a day that I celebrate when white supremacy got like, went full on white supremacy, went full on Cameron mode and just ruined their reputation forever. Because like now, if you were proud to be racist, you would <laughs> like, if you were proud to be racist at this point, you have no reason to be because you can't even say you love America anymore. So I'm like, yeah. And part of me is really liking the fact that people are actually getting arrested for this stuff. But the first conviction happened, like, in, like, six months afterwards. And it was only for eight months. Come on. It's like, all it takes for me to get shot by a police officer is to be walking down the street with somebody thinking that I robbed a place. But these idiots can attack a government building because their guy didn't win an election. And you know what? I'm not going to, I can't make this too political because I know that if I do, I'll probably like not get played some places, but yeah, I just think that's a little annoying. Um, and also that's not the only story I've been following, so I won't uh, stick around too much on it. Mm. Going to try to keep it light and turn off this cell phone. Cause 
I don't know if y'all can hear, I don't know if y'all can hear the notifications, but that loud dinging noise is kind of getting on my nerves. Um, also, DC, uh, back to DC. I have been reading a handful of the comics lately. I have been reading, you know, like I said, I've been reading, you know, the new gods, the, a lot of the events. I haven't really been reading a lot of the uh, character driven stories. I read a lot of the events because I try to sort of connect the canon in DC because albeit there is no canon, but like, albeit there is no canon in this, uh, you know, in, in, you know, in, can in, uh, DC, I try my best to sort of like piece together the puzzles and at least, at least do like something similar to a timeline. And so far it's been working. I mean, everybody knows that crisis on infinite earth. That's the first one, you know, before, uh, like not too long after flash who knew that he could go from universe to universe and see, uh, Jay Garrick, you know, which for the longest time, I thought Jay Garrick was the original flash who just initially retired. And then, you know, you know, like, he was, like, kind of too old to do stuff when uh, Wally West showed up. Not Bart Gun Bart? Uh, why did I say Bart Gun? For those who don't know, I'm also a professional wrestling fan. So, every so often, I may, like, throw some random wrestling stuff in there, too. And while I am a professional wrestling fan, let me just go ahead and say this real quick. I haven't been watching wrestling lately. Not necessarily because I'm, like, boycotting it or anything like that. It's just that... I have, A, no way to watch it, and, well, I have no way to watch it completely, um, and, B, you know, I stopped watching WWE when, um, on, when, uh, Alia started dating Murphy, you know, like, that was the thing that broke me, I'm like, this is a stupid storyline, I hate it, and they got rid of it, but, like, at that point, like, I was really gonna get back into watching it, but then, Randy Orton wins a championship from Drew McIntyre, and I'm just like, ugh! Anybody who knows me personally knows that I do not like Randy Orton. I was never a fan of that. Like, there's only, there's a huge there's a few wrestlers who I was never fan who I was never a fan of, like AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar. Um, those are the those are the those are the big three. But there's more. It's not that I hate them or anything like that. It's just that like with uh, AJ Styles, I just. They really hyped him up to be like the second coming of professional wrestling Jesus. And I'm just like, no, that's dumb. Like, please stop doing this. There's a whole lot of good wrestlers in TNA. And you only pushed. It felt like they only pushed, uh, you know, AJ. Uh, when it comes to Brock Lesnar, I was just never a big fan of these. Like, when Brock Lesnar, when I saw Brock Lesnar, there was these, a whole slew of these meat-headed, bulky, large wrestlers you know, who just sort of like, seeing like they came in because they looked a certain way. And I was just like, Brock Lesnar, I just lumped Brock Lesnar in with those guys. And I just said, I don't care about any of these guys. And there's no, like, you know, Meathead. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a fan of Meathead. You know, like, this was a time where, like, you know, and the crazy part is that I initially did, like, I initially did like these guys. Um, like, for example, like Nathan Jones. I don't know what it was, but Nathan Jones just seemed cool. Like, the trailers made him look cool. And then, when he came in, he actually came off as cool. But, like, later on, it was like, he's just this big guy, you know? Same thing, with, like, then Matt Morgan came in, and they tried to, like, push Matt Morgan as a new giant to come in. And I'm like, ah. 
and then like there was a wrestler named Heidenreich, and um, like Heidenreich, I I I had a I felt like a bit of a connection with Heidenreich because he was from my neck of the woods, he was from Louisiana, and you know I don't know what it was, but like later on Heidenreich just sort of like gave me this Nazi vibe, and I'm just like okay, uh no. Um, and then, like, there was, um, let's see, there was, uh, I'm trying to think of another wrestler, like, there was Luther Reigns, and, like, Luther Reigns had a really cool story about him. Luther Reigns had a really cool story about him, like, you know, he was, uh, I think he, like, in a process, like, he tried, he stopped somebody from getting robbed, and he got, like, his neck slit, and, uh, you know, that's kind of why he has, like, this... He has, like, his neck look a certain way or something. And, um, you know, part of me was like, dude, that's that's a that's a heroic thing to do. He's a cool dude. It, but they did nothing with him. And it was just like, what else, you know? But, yeah. But, like, you know, yeah, Brock Lesnar, Meathead, you know. like, And the crazy part is I had a lot of reason to sympathize with Meatheads. I just stopped caring. Uh, in the case of Randy Orton, I never liked that guy. And the big reason why I never liked Randy Orton would always be because I feel like the only reason why he got the success that he got was because of who his dad was or because of who his grandpa was. Like, people could say all day, oh, but he's a good wrestler, though. He has good matches. I've never been excited for a Randy Orton match before. I've never said, golly jeepers, gee whiz, I am ready to see this Randy Orton match, you know. And But also, I have the most ignorant reason why I don't like Randy Orton either. I don't like his face. I don't like how his face looks. Like, I remember being a kid and, like, watching him when he was, like, sort of doing his uh, little promos where he would interrupt a segment just so he could, like, let everybody know, hey, you know, my shoulder is getting better. I can't wait to get into the ring one day and all this other stuff. And it's like, it is like, uh, you know, it's whatever, you know, I'm going, I'm like, oh, God, please get this weird looking dude off my screen. You know, this is during the time when La Resistance had debuted, and I think they did the same thing. Yeah, another intermission. But yeah, like La Resistance had debuted, and uh, they were doing the same thing. And like, I realize now that I hated the video vignettes for, um, you know, I hated the they're coming announcements because it's like, either. Either debut them or don't, but don't make me anticipate. Because if I anticipate and I don't like them, I'm never going to like them. And I think that's ultimately what kind of, you know, made me dislike a handful of wrestlers. Like, I remember I went to the, I was trying to get into the military. I was trying to, like, get into the military. And, um, you know, uh, and this was during the time where Brodus Clay was getting uh, introduced and stuff like that. And they kept on, like, shooting Brodus Clay clips and everything like that. They even made, like, a storyline out of that where, they were, like, he wanted to debut, but they didn't want him to. And so they kept saying, he's coming. Not now, though. And I'm just like, so, at some point, it's hard to care about that sort of stuff. So it was like, yeah, that's dumb. It's like, the, the video vignettes is, you know annoying as hell if you hear stomping in the background is because like I said I have a you know I'm not the only person in this household 
but yeah, so there was that, and there was like a lot of stuff that went along with that. It's just like just a handful of things uh, along those lines. So, but after those crazy moments that happened, I just had to stop watching. And you know, now I actually am curious about like watching AEW, but I don't have um, I don't have a uh, cable. So uh, you know, I would like to watch. Uh, I would like to watch it like on the internet, but I'm lazy. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Like you know, I have like at least a good year's worth of stuff to catch up on, but like you know, um, yeah, I'm I'm really lazy about that. I'm actually finally catching up to Monday Nitro from WCW. After <laughs> like that stuff started when I was like seven, I was like seven years old, and I could never do that sort of thing. Um, but man, it's a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, I haven't been able to like uh watch wrestling though but i'm still a fan of it and i still am trying to actively train in it it's just that after the car accident that i was that had me really depressed two episodes ago i was really depressed i'm still i'm still scared of driving but like i'm trying my best to sort of overcome that fear you know by driving a rental and everything like that so uh that's definitely something that i'm looking towards uh shoot What's this add flag button, man? Anyway, I'm going to test this out real quick. Um, Not sure what I did, but I'm assuming that it's uh, some kind of keynote thing for animation purposes or whatever. I'm going to try it again real quick. All right. But yeah, there's, but yeah, like there's a handful of stuff that um, I've been trying my best to just sort of go through and, um, this is easy. I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying, uh, you know, talking back on my own now. So uh, it feels good to um, it feels good to do that. <sighs> Man, uh, let's see what else. What else? What else? Um, also, MVP professional wrestler MVP uh, retweet like not retweeted me, but he um he replied to me on uh on twitter so i feel really you know i'm kind of i'm a little giddy about that actually now that i think about it the more it's like you know on my twitter i have been um on my twitter like i actually have some wrestlers following me back and uh one of them is uh one of them is uh one of my one of my favorite wrestlers jazz uh former women's champion uh, and uh, Zeta Romare, who is AQA in Ring of in Reality of Wrestling, and um, if I'm not mistaken, Brian Keith, uh, a big a big name from uh, Texas right now. You know they don't talk to me that much, but when they do, yay. Um, so there's that. Man, I have been talking for a long time now. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do the sponsorship thing and get right back in just a moment. Alrighty, I won't, I'm going to try my best to kind of be a little bit speedier on this one because, uh, let's see, what else, man? I, I talked about DC, I talked about the shows that I wanted to see, I talked about, you know, politics to some degree. Ooh, I'm rhyming, hell yeah, I'm good at this. Um, I'm going to probably like try to do my stand-up comedy bit now. Let's see, uh, this is me trying to be funny. All right, so I'm not exactly a religious dude, but like 
one of the big things that kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not a religious dude. I consider myself a religious dude in a different way. First off, I think that God is a lady. I can't think that God is a dude because if I think that God is a dude, then like, you know, how many guys do we know personally who have, um, you know, slept with a married woman, impregnated her, left, and had the other guy take care of that kid? I don't know if I could like worship that guy, you know, that's just me though. And it's a little offensive, I know, but I'm just... You know, just bear with me here. Another thing is that, like, you know, I also, like, because if God is a dude, let's just go off of the possibility that God is male. God is a dude, right? Like, then it would technically make sense why a lot of stuff that we pray for just ain't happening right now. Like, if you really think about it, um, you know, because, like, you need to understand specifically, like, you know, in order to think about this joke, you have to realize that. I have been around enough men in my life to kind of have an idea what this pertains to, okay? Um, imagine you, you know, like you are now responsible for a group of people. You are responsible for a, a group of people, right? And you give them 10 simple rules and you say, you can do whatever you want to. But these 10 things, don't do them. And everybody is like saying, okay, we won't mess. We won't do these 10 things. One of those 10 things is to not kill, right? Like, you know, don't, don't, don't kill. Simple as that, right? You know, let people die naturally. People, you know, you can spite them. You can be angry at them. You can want them to die, but you do not kill them. That is one of the 10 things that you should not do. You turn your back to go make some food. You turn back around and you're just like, what did I just? Like, imagine. Now, now here's where things get a little more complicated. You ready for this? Imagine if you will, not only did they kill somebody, they just, all the other nine rules, they just completely threw out the window. They don't care no more. You just turned around to go get. You just turned around to go get the chicken out of the freezer, and they up in here just acting a complete fool. At some point, but you're forgiven. You're a forgiver. You know what I'm saying? You love these people. You care about them. You you honor them. You respect them. All these things. You know what I'm saying? You forgive them and you tell them, look, I forgive y'all. I'm gonna give y'all a whole new day. I'm gonna take the sun out the sky and I'm gonna put it right back up, and y'all just don't do this stuff. Again, 365 sun pulls later, they have gotten worse. I mean, at some point, like, you know, now, now, every dude has dealt with somebody this dumb before. I'm not, I'm not saying, any, I'm not, like, taking this away from the women here. I'm not taking this away from the women here because, like, you know. Women have this issue too, but I'm just speaking for the guys right now. Every dude has had friends this dumb before. And at some point you just say, you know what? I'm going to just bounce. I'm just going to, y'all do what y'all want to do. I'm going to just. 
So, like, that's kind of the reason why I'm religious, but I'm not religious. Because I believe, first of all, I believe that God's a lady. Because, you know, it would kind of make sense of the whole, you know, birthing, you know, birthing, because uh, birthing process and things like that. But also, because if I believe that God is a dude, I, I, I just can't. You know, like, I, I have a homeboy named Greg right now who is currently got baby mama drama because the married woman he slept with is looking at him for child support because she can't get it from her husband because, you know, her husband knows that she cheated, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. By the way, Greg's not real. I don't even know. I don't even know Greg. <laughs> gotcha. That's the joke. The joke is you believed it. <sighs> Shoot. Yeah, man. Like, you know, you give somebody 10 simple rules. If somebody can't follow 10 rules, man, at some point, you just got to abandon them. Just let them just spend for themselves. Like, if you know, like. And also, imagine how busy you got to be. You get all those prayers, you know what I'm saying? Bruce Almighty, like, said it best. You know, did it best. You know, having, like, you know, all these prayers in the form of a of an email. You know, everybody who's ever had emails, you can't even handle the 325 you get daily from, like, just having a Yahoo account alone. Imagine getting, like, a million of them daily. I'm pretty sure God is like, man, I don't even, ugh, I don't even want to, just say okay. Don't say yes, say okay. Okay implies that I'm a little upset about it, like, I'm, uh, something. Okay. Not all of my jokes are going to be religious. It's just like, I just know that uh, religion, I'm from the South, so religion is like a big thing there. So that's kind of what I initially, I initially go to, you know. Like one thing about the South is, is that like once you reach the age of 25, if things, you, you can sort of tell who did and who didn't reach hard times by who is going fully religious. Like, you know, if you're at the end of your rope, you're either at the end of your rope or you're the happiest you've ever been. There is no in-between. If you're in-between, you're not really that religious. Uh, good things happen to you. It's like, glory be to God. Bad things happen to you. Glory also be to God. Please get me out. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I love it. It's my hometown. It's great. I love Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It's, my, you know, it, it's great, though, but I'd be an idiot to just like tell y'all it's the greatest city ever. It's not, not even close. There is no such thing as the greatest city ever. And if there was, it would not be Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We have a few things that we can do if you have, as long as you have money. If you have money, you can get drunk. You can go to the movies. And if you, and for a little bit of extra, you can get drunk at the movies. I wouldn't recommend that. It's a waste of money. You know, you're in a dark room. You know, you're lit up like a Christmas tree. And you're like, throw a pie. It's like, sir, this is a Marvel movie. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, I believe that the greatest city. Um, I believe that the greatest city in America is the one where poor people can do cool stuff at. It's like, cause if you, cause like, you know, we always measure cities off of concepts of what rich people can do. You know what I'm saying? It's always, you gotta, you know, it's like, you gotta sit down and enjoy the view, bro. I'm poor. I don't get a chance to enjoy anything. I'm poor. 
I got to go to work every day. Wake up, go to work. Go back to sleep, then wake up, then go back to work. Heck. That's life. Shoot, so if I can go someplace, be poor, and enjoy things, that's the greatest city in the world to me. I don't even, I'm not even talking about just like, you know, and people say all the time, well, you can, you can enjoy the view of, uh, you can enjoy the view of certain places, you know, if you care enough. It's like, no, <laughs> no, like I'm poor. I live in the city, you know, I can't enjoy the view because of the fact that I still have to go to work in the morning. A city where I ain't got to work is the best city in the world, in my opinion. Call me lazy. I don't care. I've been working since I was 16 years old. I think I deserve a vacation. I just think I deserve a month-long vacation. Shoot. Rich people know what that's like. Rich people don't have to work again for the rest of their lives. And rich people, there's poor people out there who love rich people. And I don't understand why. Shoot. Poor people who love rich people always got the weirdest reasons why they, we should love them too like you know i don't like i don't like rich people because i think that they're lazy i think that rich people you know are remorselessly lazy they don't do anything like now to actually like qualify for them being lazy to this day because people always say oh they've worked they worked enough so that they can you know you know like not have to work again meanwhile my black behind is looking at these people like, gee, they worked enough? Wow. Okay, that's my 10 minutes. I am out to love, peace, be safe, and um, yeah, have a good one.